Hi guys, and welcome back to Get Real Lucille podcast. This is Lucille, and I hope y'all are enjoying the show so far. Um, tonight, I have my husband, Dr. Doug Sewell, with me. I've been wanting him to do this interview for a long time, and I'm so excited for y'all to hear everything he has to say. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. So the reason I wanted you to be here is I just feel like you've gone through so much. You've overcome so many different things. And um, I just really, really respect you as a person. So just to kind of recap what I do here, I I interview people and I like to go over, you know, a a struggle that they're facing and, and how or have faced and how they are successfully overcoming it. So what is the struggle that you're going to bring in today so we can get into the solution? Wait, you want to listen to my deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> on the air? No, don't worry. I'm just kidding. Um, well, thanks for having me. Um, so your question is, what struggles have I overcome in my life? Yeah, or what, what are you willing to talk about? Sure. Well, um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I am... Um, your husband and also a pediatrician um, and uh, I am an only child that has its own set of pathologies but um, yeah I grew up um, in an environment that seemed to create a lot of fear and um, uh, just a lot of um, just feelings of not measuring up and um, I can remember uh, some of my earliest memories were about fear and trying to deal with that fear and um, yeah I struggled with that for a very long time and um, one of the reasons that uh, I became a physician was because I was worried about um, at a very young age um, growing up, becoming an adult, and not really amounting to anything. And so, um, what I decided to do, um, in eighth grade, I just asked God, um, as I understood him at that time, to really help me to become someone. And um, it was more an antidote to how afraid I was of life, of people, of the future, of the unknown. Um, And so um, I worked really hard. I learned to work very hard at an early age to um, just do something significant. And so music was very important to me. School was very important to me. Academics, getting into a good college. And I did, and I did well there. Um, And I went to medical school and I realized once I was in medical school and actually received my diploma, became a physician, started residency, postgraduate training, that all those things that I accomplished really didn't take care of my fear. Um, I had, uh, you know, it was a series of uh, events that occurred in my life that um, led me to a place of um, 
of desperation and things just had to change. I was well into uh, my practice at that point and um, um, in that in that moment of desperation um, I learned a few things. Uh, I learned that um, I had to make life very simple and that um, in order to get over that fear I needed to um, learn what faith was and um, I say this over and over to pretty much anyone who listen but um, faith for me is knowing that I'm gonna be okay and um, also I don't get to decide what okay looks like um, I learned to reach out to other people spirituality for me uh, became accountability um, as an only child I learned to just try to face the world uh, alone um, thinking that I could master um, uh, relationship skills business skills um, home skills um, with just sheer will and I learned that that didn't work for me and I had to be um, in partnership with people um, in order for life to make sense and uh, in order for me to have peace and um, and that was the goal for me at that point to have peace to have to learn something um, about serenity um, and to stop with what I judge as an insane way to live and it's all alone uh, full of self-will uh, full of judgment to be open to be honest be connected to people um, and then miracles started to happen um, I started actually liking myself um, it didn't matter to me as much what people thought of me um, I could have significant meaningful relationships and I learned that was the that was the secret that I was missing um, somehow I'd gotten disconnected with people um, in the early part of my life but it's never too late to learn and I am still learning those lessons and um, um, continue to see miracles every day. Um, one of the things I respect so much about you and one way I feel like you maintain your serenity, um, you run a lot. You've run, what was that, your 16th full marathon last month? You're the board, on the board of the Marathon Foundation. How has running helped you maintain that simple you know that's one of the that's one of the vulnerabilities thanks for asking me about that that's one of the, the vulnerabilities uh, or character defects that uh, I've been able to deal with successfully consistently um, you know when I started running I was overweight and um, I'd already sort of had a spiritual awakening and um, I wanted all parts of my life to be congruent with that and so um, just I remember March 1st 2007 just waking up um, one morning and putting on some running shoes I ran about seven minutes thought I was gonna die but I just kept doing it even though I hated it and um, eventually after a few months of it I started really enjoying it what running does for me it takes me out of my head 
Uh, I can connect with the ground. I can feel my feet when I run. I can feel my body. I can feel myself breathing. I also love to run with friends. Um, I can catch up and connect with people um, while I'm running and I can do it um, inexpensively and pretty much whenever I want. And so um, it also helps me to connect with God um, or my higher power, connect with my deepest self. Um, I can work out problems. I can have time to think. Um, and a lot of times when I'm running, even without thinking, solutions come up to little issues that happen, you know, through the days that I'm able to just somehow deal with. And I think that's a gift um, for running. It also, of course, helps my health. Um, lost a lot of weight doing that, got fit. So it's just part of um, uh, just a healthy lifestyle that I hope to continue to maintain. It's very, very cool. You, you're definitely fit. You look awesome. Very admirable. Um, so you see so many different note. You see so many different patients. I mean, people come in from all over the place to see you. What is something that you? What's one of the most common problems that you see your patients have, and and how do you address it? I mean, do you just do you think that people are getting burnt out? Do you think that parents are just living in that same fear over small things? Um, is there any huge issue that you're seeing kids today? Yeah, I, I see uh, just a lot of disconnection from um, from people. I don't know if that's just the lens that I uh, view uh, the world with, but it, it seems like a lot of um, problems that I see, whether it's behavior problems, uh, attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, um, if it's even organic illness like colds and such, um, you know, come from this lack of connection that people have. I think that screen time may play a role in that, but um, it seems like people tend to be isolated um, these days. Um, uh, I don't have any hard data, but it's just my um, feeling of what I do see. Yeah. So it's real important um, that um, the most important thing for a pediatrician, I think, is just patience. Just taking some time to listen. Um, that's the most important thing I can do is just listen and um, just try to have a meaningful connection. It's not always possible in medicine today um, because volume is very important to um, uh, in our in our healthcare system uh, and um, but when I do find myself going a little too fast um, I always try to take the um, the extra moment to uh, just connect to listen to look people in the eye to sit down when I'm with them and uh, try to figure out um, what's going on and make sure that they're heard. Um, I think that definitely helps. Yeah. Well, I know all your patients love you. You get great feedback all the time. And 
I feel personally personally lucky because you carry all of those things that you've learned in your practice to our home and our blended family you know we're coming up to a year of being married we have five kids all together as I've stated in another show and that undoubtedly requires so much patience um, what are you seeing so far in our blended family what piece of advice can you give those out there that are going through this boy you know keep trying when you fail um, that's that's my motto because I uh, you know in a quiet interview when I feel good when I'm well nourished and I'm not exhausted um, and I'm connected to those that I love um, it's easy to you know have nice neat solutions but um, the problem is um, humans are fallible and we just we make mistakes I make mistakes and so you know try not to get down on myself when I do um, make a mistake when I do miss um, uh, an important interaction or I make an unskilled comment or something like that um, so yeah patience with myself really taking the time to be present um, and um, you know just try to keep getting up when you fail and uh, just try to keep encouraging um, those around me and uh, try to laugh as well mm -hmm. I think humor's the most important thing it's very important in our relationship and um, so it's easy to lose one sense of humor um, with um, a lot of children um, a lot of work um, uh, when you're on this podcast all the time <laughs> no I'm just kidding um, but um, we just have to keep just keep coming back and just keep getting up and when we when we fail and um, just keep just keep at it yeah well I feel so blessed and thank you for finally agreeing to be interviewed um, I love you very much and I love you too and um, thank you guys so much for listening again just check out the get real Lucille website get and please give us any comments any feedback we'd greatly appreciate it and we hope you have a good day bye bye thanks a lot thank